What's going on guys? This is Jagrit and welcome to the 11th episode of the International Connection. Now, let me begin this one with a story. Almost a year ago, someone recommended a book to me. I'd sort of heard the name of its author but knew nothing about his profession. Now, passing through a bookstore in Toronto, my brain juggled the decisions of going in or not. But that one decision which took me a couple of seconds to make the journey to the bookshelf where I finally picked up the book, bought it and started reading it has changed my life completely. Now, reading the book motivated me to take action. It led me to realize the importance of stories and motivated me to create a platform where people from all around the world can share their stories. The book was called Start with Why by Simon Sinek. The moral of my story is that sometimes your own personality attracts new opportunities. These opportunities are almost always unexpected in their nature. So I think that's where Jagrit is going. This is where this podcast came from and especially today's episode because we'll be talking more about opportunities with our very special guest from Reading London. He's an entrepreneur who helps aspiring speakers and coaches to promote, fill and profit from live events. So welcome to the International Connection, Billy Porter. Thank you very much guys. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. It's nice to have you on our platform, Billy. Now, before we jump into the specifics of your life and of your profession, why don't we serve some snacks on this flight and you tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story, Billy. Cool. So, um, yeah, so really the, the start of my uh, journey to where I am now uh, really was um, quitting my uh, corporate job um, and starting um, well, my uh, journey as an entrepreneur by doing a commission-only sales job um, as a start and then a few of the bits that I was doing. Um, and that's kind of progressed. Um, I've got more involved in, in property and more involved in helping coaches. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. So still pushing forward. There's still um, a lot going on. That's amazing. So do you believe uh, that you can now pinpoint that sales and marketing is the sort of forte, the sort of niche that you like to identify yourself with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, sales has always been a fascination for me uh, ever since I was like an estate agent or a real estate agent. And um, and yeah, so yeah, definitely want to continue that. And I find marketing super, super interesting as well. So why sales, Billy? Is that something natural that it just drifted to? Not really. I'm quite um, like an analytical person and I like to know like the mechanics of something. And that was kind of why um, I found it so exciting when I first started my first sales job was that I, there was like, I could tell that people were better than me and I wanted to understand like how they were better than me. And I knew that there was a way that, um, that you could break it down and, and learn um, to get better, basically. That's amazing. Now, how long would you say you've been in this uh, profession? Um, it sounds it's been about uh, three or four years. And I think this is really important because I am actually an undergrad right. uh, in my last year and I'm studying marketing as well. And I were, I've done a couple of internships in, in marketing firms and I know the importance of sales, but at the same time, I know the challenges it brings with it. The challenge of picking up the phone, the challenge of getting through the hesitation, the challenge of not choking when you're cold calling. So just to kind of tap into your personal story a little bit, what were the biggest challenges that you faced while making those initial 
phone calls and doing those initial sales meetings? Yeah. So I think um, one of the biggest things is what, what you mentioned is just the rejection or, or fear of it. Um, so I know um, for, for me that that caused like procrastination and it caused hesitation because I was scared of, of being rejected. Um, but there um, was also a part of that around um, just dealing with dealing with the admin and stuff because that's not my um not my strong point and there's a lot of that in sales the more social make the more uh kind of um activity that it needs to keep to keep up with it and to follow up with everybody so that was kind of another big challenge for me um as well um but yeah i'd say the biggest challenge is that that fear of uh of rejection fear of failure and uh yeah and being scared to make the calls in the first place so I think that's so real, man, because, well, I come from a definitely non-sales and non-marketing perspective, but it's something I always struggle when I try to sell my products, my my creative products, I say, to sell to people. And I think uh, there's an interesting question in that, that you said you've been in sales for three, four years, and you always try to break down how you can improve, you know, and beat your own marks. So how can you set apart the good salespeople that actually believe in their product from the people that only try to scam you and get your money. So how, how a consumer can make that distinction? Yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting one. I would say you, you can tell by, uh, by the way that they, they act. If they seem like desperate for the sale, then uh, you can probably be pretty sure that they're not, um, they're not in it for you and not um, in it for helping you. You can even see it in, in the customer service because I know there's a lot there's a lot of industries like um, like insurance and a few others where they really have like a um, like churn and burn attitude really of where they just want to do business with someone one time and um, think about it in a really like short term way rather than being of service to somebody over a long period of time and, and selling more to them eventually. Um, so I think I think you can tell in the way that people come across if they're not customer service orientated and they don't have service in their heart. Um, then I know. Um, well, I'm I'm confident that they're not um, they're not a good salesperson. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And a couple of important points that Billy raised there, and this goes to all my listeners, is number one, where there's opportunity, there's going to be rejection, as Billy said. And if you're not willing to overcome that fear, if you're not willing to overcome that rejection that you just face or you're going to face, you're going to fail. Number second is the uh, importance of customer success. Once you have retained your customers, once you've got people in your funnel, you need to nurture them by servicing them as soon as possible. We're going to dive deep into the jargon and the specifics of how Billy does a phone call later on. But for now, the main message, the key here is Billy is following something that is of his passion. Now, Billy, I started this podcast by narrating a story about opportunities. This podcast is about creativity and creativity can be found in almost any profession out there. So I wanted to ask you, do you imply or do you incorporate some sort of creativity which is unique to you while incorporating your own sales calls why while doing the profession that you like to do yeah absolutely yeah there's um yeah there's always a really creative element to to phone calls to start with in terms of um how you're going to answer and make um your kind of product relevant to the person that's on the phone um and try and 
think of, of creative ways. And um, I used uh, like a lot of analogies when I'm on um, a sales call with people. So there's obviously a creative element um, in that to think of a relevant like golf analogy or sport analogy. They normally work the best. Um, and then even with follow up as well. So I'll uh, to get to get people's uh, attention. If I'm following up with with someone that's that's a huge client and someone who is really busy, you're going to need to do something special to kind of get on their radar and um, and get in front of them. So I'll make like creative um, like selfie videos to send to them, um, or just just follow up in, in creative ways really that kind of add value to them. Would you say it's more about creating a relationship than trying to make a quick buck? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, it's something that's been been drilled into me. But it doesn't like uh, saying whatever business you're in, you're in the people business. Like, I mean, even if you're say you're in a property business, you're not really in the property business. Uh, you're in the people business because the relationships are what make it work. So that's perfect. And how long do you take? Would you would you say it takes for you when you're doing an initial cold call to build that sort of rapport or to build that sort of relationship uh, with a potential customer? Yeah, so I mean, the the first like ten to fifteen session seconds are, are really crucial yeah. um, in terms of establishing uh, like who you are and why they should speak to you because um, you have a very short um, span of time to get their attention. If that makes sense, absolutely. And I've read multiple books where they've seen where they've said that you have the initial four seconds to make an impression because the person on the phone they can't really see you, but they still can't see you. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a, a challenge for Billy now. So we're gonna yeah. take a break now. We're gonna listen to some music by DJ Fuss, and when we return, for all of you listening out there, you're gonna hear for the first time the version of Salesman Billy. He, I want to see how he tries to sell us some stuff. All right, see you after the break, guys. I miss the old Kanye, shape from the gold Kanye. I miss the old Kanye, shape from the gold Kanye. I miss the old Kanye, shape from the gold Kanye. I miss the old Kanye, shape from the gold Kanye. Party people in the place to be. You are now in the midst of a real MC. Throw your hands in the air if you're real as me. Throw your hands in the air, throw your hands in the air, throw your hands in the air if you're real as me. Throw your hands in the air if you're real as me. Throw your hands in the air if you're real as me. Throw your hands in the air if you're Throw your motherfucking hands. Like we always do with this time. All right, welcome back, guys, to the International Connection. We're in conversation with an entrepreneur from London by the name of Billy Porter. Now, in our first segment, he kind of gave us a little bit of about his profession, and now we're going to jump into the details. Now, as Alex mentioned, he wants to throw a curveball, if you will say, at Billy, and uh, wants to challenge him for a sales call. So why don't we begin this? Why don't I become the mediator? Alex, you be the customer, and Billy will can be the salesperson who's going to call you for the very first time. All right. So whenever cool. you guys are ready. Awesome. So what, what, am what am I buying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Billy has been in, Billy mentioned that he has some experience with property and real estate. Right. So let's base it around that. Alex is someone who's looking to relocate and happens to stumble upon Billy. Okay, let's do this. Cool, are you ready? Let's so ring, ring. So what's going on? This is Alex. Uh, hey, Alex, how are you doing? It's Billy. Uh, really great to be on the phone with you today. Um, the reason for the call 
uh, we've got a property that's just come onto the market um, and given the uh, description you've given me of the property that you're looking for, I think this could uh, really be the one for you. Um, so I just wanted to give you a quick call and find out when you're free uh, for us to, to go and have a look at it. Um, does Wednesday morning or, or Thursday afternoon work for you? Yeah, I think so, man. I'm actually on, on the lookout for a property. So why do you think this one is right for me? Well, um, what you told me about, about the garden being really important for you. Um, and uh, and yeah, I've, uh, this is definitely um, the feeling that I got when I when I uh, stepped into the house was that it was it was right for you. You were the first person that popped into my head. Um, so yeah, really matches the criteria. It's got a really good feel to it. So yeah. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop by on Wednesday. <laughs> awesome, mate. I get it. I get it booked in and send you a confirmation. Now that was that was brilliant, Billy. There were a couple of things that I can notice. Number one is obviously you came across as someone with authority with the confidence in his voice and the clarity of tone that you have in your phone call. So kudos for that. Number two is I really like the way you jumped straight into business, right? Into like booking a meeting. But even more importantly, there it always comes down to prospecting. It's not about selling to everyone. It's about selling to the right customer. Now, to all those people listening out there, Billy's phone call showed us that he had done the research about Alex before making this phone call. So, Billy, do you think that doing that research, doing that, uh, doing that level of prospecting helps? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, um, it's, it's a balance because sometimes you can get too um, too into the research and then end up not making the call or not making as many as you should. But it, yeah, it, it's so much uh, so important to uh, to do your research before you get on the phone with somebody because um, even like not having that level of um, uncertainty that it creates or getting caught out by something that they say because you weren't fully aware um can kind of ruin the call so yeah it's important to do your prep definitely yeah i completely agree man actually uh i was thinking here if i receive an email and it has nothing to do with me not only i'm not going to buy that but i'm i'm going to make sure that even if i see that again i'm not going to pay attention because they're stealing my time and my you know but if I get a call or an email about something that I am actually interested in, I'll be much more likely to give that a chance. And I, I like that you were very specific. So you went for, can we have a call or a meetup on Wednesday? And I think that that's a good move, man. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask Billy this question at this stage is if you hover over to his Facebook profile, you'll see that he's written he helps aspiring speakers and coaches to promote, fill and profit from live events. So Billy, hope you can um, shed some light and explain a little bit more to us about what that means. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the um, to give you a bit of background on the company as well, we uh, started out as a, a marketing agency. Um, so we've worked with some big, big property guys in the UK. So Samuel Leeds and uh, Peter Rowan as well, um, who are doing really big things in the property education space. Um, so we've taken on them and they were taking up a lot of their time. So we wanted to move to a, a business model for ourselves um, that was more about um, giving people the education so that they could do it themselves and run their Facebook ads for themselves and also kind of give them business coaching tips on scaling their business. Um so there's a marketing aspect there and then also to help them with their sales and closing people on the phone um, to and present presenting their product. Um, so that's what we do at the moment. So it stacks up as like a two month um, program where we'd go through from everything from getting their messaging right um, on 
on their their sales letters and emails and making sure that they're they're kind of speaking to the pains and problems of their their audience um and then go through how to prospect how to kind of um help them with with paid facebook ads and then obviously the, the live event element too and public speaking What's the name of that, Billy? If people want to look it up, uh, yeah. So it's Strategic Success. So if you go uh, to strategicsuccess.co.uk, you can uh, you can check us out on there. That's amazing. Now uh, I think it's time to begin the second half of our podcast, which is called the Journey. Now we'll kind of move away from Billy's profession and tap more into um, why and how he began. So Billy, um, I believe that no one gets to the level where you are right now without a mentor, without a coach of some kind. So who would you consider your role model as? And were there any books that you read that have made you who you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the first one that pops into my head is uh, Grant Cardone. He's a big yeah. uh, influence for me from the sales side and business side too. Um, and then I've had other, other mentors that I've paid that have been um, my coaches for, for public speaking and for mindset and motivation and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of books that were really influential for me, it was actually more book, uh, books around spirituality that had the, the most um, effect on me, really. Um, so there's a book called The Celestine Prophecy, um, and then also a book called The Four Agreements by um, by uh, yeah Don Jose, I think. Um, so those two were really influential, and then obviously the the staples that um, I'm sure. Um, a lot of people have read is, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I've read I've read majority of those books, and I can tell you that they are impactful. So you got me hooked there. Uh, how did this spirit, spirituality help you in your sales? Yeah, so I mean, as a, a lot of people uh, talk about it in the, the sports sense and even in sales as well, of having uh, like an element of, of prediction. So knowing what people are going to say on the phone or um, it, it, to use like a football analogy, like knowing like the right move to do at the right time or how to get past somebody. Um, and like the spirituality side really helped me tap into um like my own like intuition um and just be more like authentic to myself if that makes sense absolutely uh you mentioned public speaking as well and i've met a lot of people in my lifetime who say that we're we're afraid of public speaking we're afraid of jumping on the stage and facing like a million faces waiting to listen to us waiting for me to make a mistake so that they can have a laugh at it now how do you overcome something like that yeah i think um i think it comes from uh really well courage is such a like key part in business i found um but the 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 way i've i've kind of gained that is by consistently like making myself uncomfortable um so i mean even when i was doing like selfie videos for uh for clients that that felt uncomfortable to me the first time I, um i went to like a networking event i thought that was super uh, like awkward and it was uncomfortable for me but the more the more that I do these things, the more I grow. Um, so public speaking was the same thing. It was kind of a, a growth thing. So I had to tap out uh, or, or check out from um, my fear of kind of rejection and fear of getting things wrong. Um, and then just, just get started because I'm going to get better as I, as I do it. That's brilliant, man. And what's your personal uh, goal for the future? What impact do you want to make? I really, I really want to change. I mean, in, in the UK, there's a lot of... Um, salespeople that are uh are doing the wrong thing and not selling in an, in an ethical way and are just chasing the commission like we spoke about earlier um so it'd be a real goal of mine to um to change the culture in sales and to make it so there's not such a 
uh, an icky word and doesn't have so many connotations with it. Um, and then um, in terms of personally as well, I really want to do a lot for, for mental health charities. So I'm speaking at a conference later this year in October on World Mental Health Day. Um, and yeah, just want to continue to have an impact and a, and a contribution to that too. Absolutely. I think uh, the key that you mentioned there was not to chase the commission, but to chase the passion. And if you really like sales, then um, it's better to do it ethically, you know, and with a person of your with your caliber, um, the experiences that you've had, the kind of skill that you have developed over time in terms of sales and marketing really, really shows on your Facebook page because because I was I was researching you. I think last week and I was scrolling through your Facebook page and I saw a couple of videos that you did. Now you kind of alluded to that by saying that that was sort of like a project that you started. Yeah. So, um, it's actually through, through a guy that I, um, uh, that I work for at the moment or do a bit of work for. And, um, it, it set me a challenge cause we, I'd done content marketing before, but not really ever done uh, videos that I've posted, um, like publicly. Right. Um, so he, he set me a challenge to do seven in seven videos in seven days. Um, and the, the way that we ensured my um, accountability was that we, we set a con- consequence or I set a consequence for myself. So um, at the time, I was thinking about what would be good things to do, whether it be like physical activities uh, or, um, you know, eating chilies and silly things like that. But en- it ended up actually that I had a, a trip to uh, go home to see my parents uh, who lived like a little way away from me. Um, so I said to myself that if I didn't do the seven videos in seven days, I wouldn't get to go home. So uh, that having that against me kind of pushed me into doing it and, and made, like, made it so that not doing it wasn't an option. Oh, that's brilliant, man. I love that. Well, Jackrid knows how much I love challenges, you know. I, I had tons of challenges like last year, both in sports and, and in posts and photographs. And I just love the, the seven day, seven video one. And it's, a, it's important to have something happen. Like Billy said he wanted to go home. You know, consequences, real consequences that make you stick to it. It gets you out of bed. You need that. You need an incentive that is so strong that it, I mean, lets you function, you know. And Billy, I think on that note, one major question that I'd like to ask you is there are a lot of salespeople who are struggling right now. There are a lot of people who are aspiring to be salespeople, good and ethical salespeople, but don't know what to do. Now, through this platform, we'd like to utilize your talent and your experience and bridge that gap. So what advice would you give to someone who's either struggling or who aspires to be a salesperson? Yeah, I, um, I think training is a, is a huge part of it because um, the reason a lot, that a lot of people of salespeople don't enjoy their jobs is that they're not uh, good at it. Um, but um, along with that, I would say it's really important to work for a company uh, that kind of aligns with your values and is con- congruent with who you are, um, because that's so, so key to your happiness and for it to be a good good culture and a good environment. Um, so I'm always a, a, a big advocate that the grass is greenest where it's uh, where it's watered. So if you're in a in a good sales job, you best to just try and um, p- pursue that um, to to its end and not not keep jumping around. But uh, there are ch- times when changing your environment can be a real um, a real important important factor to furthering your career and furthering your growth. Definitely, it's about it's about the company you keep that accelerates you. So you're the product of the people you surround yourself with. And I think Billy is the perfect example for that. Alex, you had something to say? 
Yeah, I have one last question and then I'll, I'll let you finish it up, Jagrat. But I want to know, Billy, how did sales or training, getting better at it, helped you on your personal life as well? Because as you said, we're all in the people business, you know? Yeah, so, so um, a big thing that, that Grant Cardone preaches is that, that sales is like a prerequisite for life and it like... Um, there's so many other elements of, of your life that it affects. So, I mean, not even, well, not even just limited to this because um, it's kind of related to sales, but even like buying properties for myself, uh, having the negotiation skills, knowing how to sell myself as the best buyer for it um, is, is important. And uh, yeah, just, it's just about getting your way really in an ethical and, uh, and doing it in the right way. But yeah, sales has really taught me to kind of get my way in life more. Absolutely. Uh, sales, I believe, can help a person to build a better character and to and become a better uh, personality as well. Now, on that note, we'd like to uh, end this podcast by thanking Billy Porter for taking the opportunity and sharing uh, his story with us. Um, it was really a learning experience uh, from all your experiences and from all your skills that you have shared. So thank you so much for, um, for being on the International Connection, Billy. No problem. Thank you for having me. No problem. And I'd like to tell you that for the rest of this year, I'm actually going to be in the UK. Uh, so you said you'll be speaking on some sort of conferences and seminars. And if you are, I'd very much like to attend and, and you know, like hear you speak in person. Yeah, that'd be awesome. man. yeah, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so where can where can we learn more about you? So uh, just just so we can promote um, your own platform and the kind of work you do. Yeah, I think um, li LinkedIn's probably the best place. Um, yeah, LinkedIn and Facebook are the only two platforms that I'm really on um, consistently. So yeah, so Billy Porter on on Facebook, and then if you search Billy Porter on uh, on LinkedIn as well. Thank you so much, Billy, for sharing your story at the International Connection. For all the aspiring salespeople out there, I recommend you visit Billy's Facebook and LinkedIn page. He has so much information to share with you. We'll see you next time in another country with another guest with another story. Till then, sit back, relax, and see you next week. <laughs>